Welcome to the C3 Church Watson Podcast. Our vision is to connect you to Jesus, grow you as a disciple, and help you serve His purpose. We hope you are blessed by this week's message. Well, it's great to be with you this morning. We are in our final week of our Real Freedom series. And I hope that you've been able to journey with us over this last month um, through this series. And I know that if you have, you will have been stirred and you will have been challenged by what it is that you have heard. Our prayer in this series is that you would not just know the freedom that Christ has made possible for you, but that you would walk it and you would experience it in a brand new way. So Pramod opened our series drawing our attention to the foundation of freedom, which is salvation. It is Jesus alone that saves and it is Jesus alone that sets us free. And then Tim encouraged us to continually seek God and continually invite him to show us the areas of our lives where we are needing freedom. And Nathan followed that with the call to build daily habits, daily godly habits that little by little support us to walk in our God-given freedom. Because freedom isn't just a moment. It's not just a destination. It's a journey. And it's one that we're called to as believers. It's one that never ends for us. There's always more. And then last week, Stu called out a key area of our lives that can bind us or limit us. And that is where the influence of others, the fear of others, holds greater sway over our actions, our choice, and our voice than our fear of God. So in this final week, I want to extend to you the invitation again to activate what it is that you have heard over these last four weeks. There is such a stirring in my spirit today that God is inviting us to step in afresh and to receive from Him what it is that we are needing in this moment. Wherever it is that you are at in your freedom journey, God has something for you today. And I've titled this message, Divine Gifts. Divine Gifts. Because when you view freedom, not as a destination, but as a journey with God, then you are positioned to receive from Him the things that He can only bring on the road to freedom. The things He can only bring as you walk it out. These are the things that, Don't just strengthen you to get free, but to live free. They are the substance of freedom, the enduring gifts of freedom. They build our identity, our character, resilience, endurance, dependence, and the unwavering revelation of truth that holds us steady wherever the journey takes us. So James 1:17 says every desirable and beneficial gift comes out of heaven 
The gifts are rivers of light cascading down from the Father of light. God has so much to impart to you on the journey to freedom and it will light up your road. Now we've had the privilege of hearing some very, from some very courageous people over this series who have brought their testimony, shared their testimony with us. Would you agree? Yes, we have. Revelations 11, uh, sorry, Revelations 12 says, they shall overcome him, that's the enemy, by the power of the blood and the word of their testimony. So freedom actually produces more freedom. A freedom story, a testimony shared, has the ability to set others free. And as much as we want to journey with you to freedom in this place, we also want to celebrate with you. We want to celebrate what it is that God is doing in your life and what he has done in life. We want to hear your stories. So don't hesitate to share your stories amongst each other, but also with us. You can fill out a prayer card. You can come and talk to us directly, but we want to hear what God has done. But today I want to invite my friend Katie up. She's going to bring her testimony to share with you. Let's welcome her. Hello. Don't step on that. So my testimony is one of learning to walk with God and finding freedom in the midst of the trial. Um, I'd experienced multiple traumatic losses and betrayals uh, that were swiftly followed by a loss of purpose and all my friends. When anxiety and rolling panic set in, deathly ill health and the near-complete destruction of my marriage happened, things were not looking good. My husband um, actually ran his own business from our own home, but through this season, he was largely absent. So I was alone. It was the deepest, darkest valley I'd ever experienced, and I was anxious to rush to the other side and find freedom and peace and purpose once again. Initially, I spent time lamenting the pain and the losses, the unfairness of it all. Um, And there were months and months of anger and bitterness where I recounted every single injustice again and again. This soon became deep-seated resentment and unforgiveness. As my mental and physical health declined and the torment worsened, I would plead with God daily to free me from the anguish. The grieving and the healing seemed to be taking forever, and I hated every minute of the waiting. I would cry out, God, can't you see that I can't take this anymore, that I'm about to lose my ever-loving mind? I was angry because I knew that God could rescue me and set me free in an instant, but he didn't, at least not in an instant, because he had a higher purpose. So in his kindness, God gave me this outrageous idea that I should stop asking him to rescue me and ask him to walk with me through it, to refine me and teach me in it, to have his way for his glory. So I did ask him. And I told God that I trusted him with my life. And from that, way, that point on, I started to wait productively. So empty and despairing, I began to seek God's presence and it became my one source of life. At every opportunity, I would dive into our spare room at home and I would put worship music on and I would feast on the goodness of his presence. And on the days when I couldn't dwell in his presence, I felt as though I might die was in this place of desperately needing and seeking God that I learned to hear 
and obey his voice, I discovered that prayer is actually a conversation. He helped me to receive his discipline because the father disciplines the one that he loves. He taught me to seek a clean heart, one free of sin and bitterness. And I remember too, with the deepest of gratitude, those who came alongside me and lent me their strength for a leg of the journey, having traversed their own dark valleys and learned many lessons. God sent them back for me. They came near, despite my anger, my brokenness and my shame. And I learned to receive their unconditional love and heed their wisdom. So during this season, I struggled with reading scripture and I would let myself off the hook by reading Christian fiction instead. But God called this disobedience and clearly told me that if I was to read anything, I should read his word. I foolishly rebelled, once again, and for a while I didn't read anything at all. But weary of the pain, I eventually yielded to his invitation to find him in his word. In his goodness, the Holy Spirit then trained me to love and memorize God's word and bury it deep in my heart. The word of God the word of God was and is to this day the firm foundation for my life. Now, I've been out of this dark valley for some years, but the waiting continues because it's a journey. I trust that all my prayers will be answered and that all the work he's begun in me will come to fruition. The waiting is genuinely okay with me now because as I look back, I realize that it's because of the deep darkness of the valley that I found an intimacy with the Lord that I never could have found any other way. He gifted me with incredible patience, unimaginable freedom, deep contentment, unsurpassed peace and the willingness to yield to any prompting. So now I'm able to wait for anything because I get to walk and wait with him. Oh, wow. So good. So freedom is not just about where you end up. It's about the journey. And God has divine gifts to pour out into your life on the journey. What he brought into Katie's life on the road out of darkness, in the waiting and the journeying, are the enduring gifts of freedom. Like Katie, I can say in my own life that what God has brought me as I have travelled with him toward healing and wholeness, they are the things I hold most precious. They are the things that have built me. Job 23 says, But he knows the way I take. When he has tested me, I will come forth as gold. All that we navigate and wrestle with on the journey, all of it, God can bring forth gold in us through it. It forges us as ones who aren't just getting free, but living free. You know, as I was praying over this message and preparing this message, I felt God extending an invitation from heaven to us today to step in and to meet with him. Every one of us is on a freedom journey. Every one of us. And he has something to give to you today, wherever you are at in that journey. And we are going to open up the altar at the end of the service and invite you to step into that space. 
and receive what it is that God has got for you today. And I encourage you to step in. But I want to read from Genesis 32. I want us to have a little bit of a look at what are the gifts that Jesus brought in the life of Jacob as he traveled to freedom. So Genesis 32, it should come up on the screen. So Jacob was left alone and a man came and wrestled with him until daybreak. When the man saw that he had not prevailed against Jacob, he touched his hip joint and Jacob's hip was dislocated as he wrestled with him. Then he said, let me go for day is breaking. But Jacob said, I will not let you go unless you declare a blessing on me. So he asked him, what is your name? And he said, Jacob. And he said, your name shall no longer be Jacob, but Israel. For you have struggled with God and with men, and you have prevailed. Then Jacob asked him, please tell me your name. But he said, why is it that you ask my name? And he declared a blessing of the covenant promises on Jacob there. So Jacob named the place Peniel, the face of God, saying, For I have seen God face to face, yet my life has not been snatched away. Now the sun rose on him as he passed Peniel, and he was limping because of his hip. So just like you and me, Jacob was a man on a journey to freedom. A journey of stepping out of a life founded on lies and on deception and on striving and on fear and into his God-ordained destiny. And here as Jacob is fleeing from his enemies, God meets with him and God takes a hold of him. The image I have in my mind is, you know, if you're a parent, you're probably familiar with this one, but a child who's darting around distracted by so many different things and you grab them and you take a hold of them, look them in the eye and get their attention. God took a hold of Jacob. And God wrestled with Jacob in the darkness. God's not afraid of darkness. He met Jacob in the dark. He met Katie in her deepest, darkest valley. God's not afraid to step in to your darkness. Psalm 139 says, If I say, surely the darkness will hide me and the light become night around me, even the darkness will not be dark to you, God. The night will shine like the day, for darkness is as light to you. He's not afraid of your darkness. And it might seem like the most unlikely thing that God would meet with Jacob in this time when he was fleeing from his enemies in this time of need and challenge him to a fight, (laughs) challenge him to a wrestle. Surely Jacob needed the arm of God stretched around him, comfort, peace, to be set free from fear, for his enemies to be overcome. Surely that's what he needed in this moment. And yet as we read on, we see that it's in the wrestle that God imparted divine gifts to Jacob. Because the key about the nature of the wrestle is that it's not just God 
who took hold of Jacob. But the wrestle required Jacob to take hold of God. I don't know about you, but I love those moments where God just shows up. He extends his hand out to you. He touches your life. It's beautiful. It's powerful. It's necessary. And the the, the scriptures speak time and time again about the power of the touch of God on our lives. Yet, the road to freedom is not just paved with God showing up and reaching out and touching our lives and imparting something and leaving us to enjoy it, as beautiful as those moments are. Freedom is a journey of us taking hold of God and taking hold of the things that God has already set apart for us in Jesus. It reminds me of the story in Mark 12, no, sorry, Mark 5, of the woman who had the issue of the bleeding for 12 years. And then the culture at the time, she was considered unclean. She was unclean and untouchable. And in her uncleanliness, she did what was forbidden. She touched another. Not just anyone. This woman parted crowds. She pushed through crowds of people to reach out and touch the hem of Jesus. And as she did, she was instantly healed. Such was the conviction of this woman that if she could just take a hold of the hem of Jesus, he would give her what she needed. You need to know that as you reach forward for God and take a hold of him, he will give you what you need. He will give you what you need. And somewhere in the midst of this wrestle, Jacob realized that he wasn't actually wrestling with a man. He was wrestling with God himself. And as the scripture goes on in verse 26, it says, He, God, said, Let me go, for day is breaking. But Jacob said, I will not let you go unless you declare a blessing on me. I love the grit in Jacob. I love the resolve that the wrestle bore out in him. That even in his weariness, Jacob refused to let go of God. He refused to let go of him until he got what he needed. God, let us be a people that never let go of God that have the same grit that Jacob had, that takes a hold of God and says, I know you are my place of blessing and I will not let go. Psalm 25 says, He shall receive a blessing from the Lord and righteousness from the God of his salvation. This is the generation of those who diligently seek him and require him as their greatest need who seek your face even as did Jacob God didn't meet with Jacob to overpower him 
If he had, it would have been over in an instant. God was saying to Jacob the same thing that he is saying to you today. Come and meet with me, Jacob. Take a hold of me. Let me take a hold of you. Seek my face. Reach the end of your human strength and yield. Let me be God. Find what you need in me. And God blessed Jacob in that moment. Not just a nice little blessing, but a covenant blessing over his life, over his purpose, over his calling, over all that God would be for him on the journey. It was an enduring gift. And yet God gave Jacob even more in the wrestle, so much more. In verse 27, it says, he asked him, what is your name? And Jacob responded, my name is Jacob. And he said, your name shall no longer be Jacob, but Israel. For you have struggled with God and with men and have prevailed. God's divine gift to Jacob was a transformed identity. From old to new. He moved Jacob from victim to conqueror. Not prevailing over God, but with God. Isaiah 43 says, But now thus says the Lord, who created you, O Jacob, and he who formed you, O Israel, fear not, for I have redeemed you. I have called you by name. You are mine. For many years I walked a life bound in fear and worthlessness and rejection. I'd lived as the victim of others' betrayals and abuses. And I felt like there was harm coming around every corner. And while that was the reality of my experience, it was not who God had called me to be. And I was in hospital one time. And I was there because the weight of the brokenness, in the weight of the brokenness, I didn't want to live anymore. And I needed to be somewhere safe. And as I sat in that place with God, He spoke that very scripture straight into my heart. He said, but now, thus says the Lord who created you and formed you, O Amanda. Fear not, for I have redeemed you. I have called you by name. You are mine. And it changed me. And it continues to change me. I go back to that scripture time and again. God transformed Jacob. God transformed Katie. God transformed Amanda. And God will transform you. Identity is at the core of every spiritual battle that we will face. 
God's divine gift to you on the road to freedom is a transformed identity. There's one last gift that I want to highlight today that God gave to Jacob. And it's that part of Scripture, you know, when you read Scripture and you wrestle with it because you just like want to pretend that God never did that or God never said that. You just want to brush over it. In verse 25, when the man saw that he had not prevailed against Jacob, he touched his hip joint and Jacob's hip was dislocated as he wrestled with him. And jumping to verse 31, now the sun rose on him as he passed Peniel and he was limping because of his hip. I am not saying that if you step into the presence of God, he's going to give you a permanent injury. Which is really good because I don't know about you, but I've got the old football injury and the back's not so good these days. God's not going to injure you. What God gifted Jacob with, what was brought forth as Jacob wrestled with God, what the injury represents is that Jacob now walked for the remainder of his days with a constant awareness of his need for the sustaining power of God. Jacob did what we all must do. He faced God in his weakness. And it bore out in him a yielding and a dependence on God that made a way for God to continue to sustain him and lead Jacob and use his life for his glory. 2 Corinthians 12 says, But he said to me, My grace is sufficient for you, for my power is made perfect in weakness. Therefore, I will boast all the more gladly about my weakness so that Christ's power might rest on me. Blessing, identity, yielding. These are just some of the divine gifts that God has for us on the road to freedom. We're going to open up the altar now, or shortly. And I want to invite you again to step into the presence of God and allow Him to bring you what it is He has for you, the divine gift that He has for you in this moment. Every one of us is walking a freedom journey. And God has something for every one of us today. But before we do, I want to speak to you really quickly if you're here. And you're hearing and recognizing for the first time, or perhaps again, that God even wants to meet with you. That He created you, that He wants to be Lord of your life. That He's got gifts for you. Maybe in all that you've known of God, you felt like He was wrestling against you. now you know he's on your side and he wants to cause you to prevail 
I want to invite you, if that's you, to open your life to Him, to invite Him to be Lord of your life. And the way that we do that here is we pray a prayer together out loud. And if that is you, why don't you just join us? Let's close our eyes across this place. and Repeat after me. Dear God, thank you for sending Jesus to the cross. Thank you that he has gifted me with eternal salvation. Forgive me for my sins. I received that gift of salvation today. I ask you to be Lord of my life. Bless me, transform me, sustain me. In Jesus' name. Thanks for listening. We hope to see you in church again this weekend. To find out more about our church, find us online at c3churchwatson.com.au.